you have no clue? But you can, all is, I have no cue. What does that mean? All I'm asking is, is, is it, are we, is it received? Are we connected? Are you, am I coming in okay? I think the answer is yes. All right, I'm seeing it's, uh, I have no cue. I don't know what that means. What am I supposed to do? Muted. It's muted. You're not hearing me right now? Not hearing me? Man, you're not hearing me? JR, are you getting that? On my end, it's going through. You are not hearing that? Oh, wow. Uh, all right. Plan B. Quite all right. We'll do this. We'll do that. We'll move that back. All right. We'll go this. Who's getting upset? Not Juan. That's impossible. Hold on. All right. First, I need to connect. Here we go. All right. At 12.06, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 .9 FM. You could always, oh, good. Thank you, JR. You could always listen online at our website, depetro.com. I want to welcome everybody in that is tuned in, part of our live simulcast that we do on Facebook Live. We get a little behind the scenes sometimes. <coughs> sometimes on my end, it looks like everything is connecting, and then we find out that is not always the end of the JRN. But the good news is we, we pull it together. And right now at 12.06, welcome to February, folks. Um, this is the Noon Report Live I'm going to start off, um, listen, the, I, I did my Tom Brady tribute back in, during the pandemic, <laughs> during the pandemic, listen, like everyone else, um, there's going to be plenty of outlets for those people that want to talk about it. Um, this is not going to be, no, this is just not going to be one of them. He's been out of here for a couple of years now. He left during the pandemic. I was as sad as anyone. Listen, it's still sad hearing him say he is retired, but there's nothing more I can say about other than I mentioned in the first hour. I, I just find the, the nature, almost the impulsiveness uh, that he suddenly just woke up and decided that's it. But maybe, you know, maybe that's how it hit him. Maybe that's how he came to that decision. But maybe, again... Uh, someone posted he's doing this to try to drum up support for the film that he, he was on the red carpet last night for 80 for Brady. And he's doing this just try try to have a big box office and knowing he could then still come back and sign with a team. I, I don't know about that. I don't know what to make of that. The, the movie looks unwatchable. Maybe may, I, I mean, if that's the plan, I don't think it's a solid plan. I don't think that's it, but it, it does. I'll say this about the Tom Brady retirement. For someone that seemingly, you know, is so calculated, where every day when he rises, he knows, you know, how, how much sleep he's going to get that night. 
how much liquid he's going to put in his body, how the stretching exercises, the avocado ice cream, the diet, like everything is nuanced. His body is like a machine and this TB12 way and all the game prep, like everything is so methodical and seemingly planned out. And when we've seen occasions where Tom Brady, for lack of a better expression, would almost like calls an audible, and people that don't follow football may not know what that is, but an audible is where they send in the play and then at the line of scrimmage, <coughs> excuse me, the quarterback sees something with the defense and calls an audible. Change, therefore changing the play at the line of scrimmage. Calls an audible. Young quarterbacks, not in the habit of doing it, nor should they be. But So after the Bucks won the Super Bowl, and in that boat parade they had in, in Tampa, when he tossed the Lombardi Trophy over to Gronk, and then you know Brady had to be helped off the boat, clearly overserved, you know, one of the reasons it stood out is because this is someone who is just so careful and planned out and methodical of game prep. And with Tom versus time, you know, he he uh, would talk about, you know, if you're willing to beat me, you better be prepared to give up your life because I have and I'm prepared to give up mine. I mean, that type of planning and dedication. And, and last night he was on the red carpet and it as a TB fan, as a Brady fan for like everyone else for since he lit up the team in the season of 2001. And then I still remember, you know, I like everyone else, but I just mean that moment where they actually won the Super Bowl in New Orleans. I called my brother Tommy, but. And then see last night, he's on the red carpet with. Jane Fonda and Sally Field and it, it just and he's alone and he he we used to see him walking the red carpet at the Met Gala with Giselle and suddenly he's with those actresses and it, I don't know there was just something about it like wow and it it may have resonated with him as well or who knows but it just seems so this morning he gets up and records a thing to Twitter that's it I'm retiring, and it's for good this time. So I um, it, it seemed like it was done on impulse. He didn't thank coaches, by the way. I, you know, I'm just so hesitant to post anything about Brady. You go back, it, it's now three years ago. It was during the pandemic that then he announced he was, you know, leaving the Patriots and signed with Tampa Bay. And when he... Um, well, no, I think it was the first retirement when he, I don't remember what it was, but he, he didn't thank the Patriot fans. And I put, wow, he didn't thank the, the fans of New England. And there was a, there's a writer for the Boston Globe that said, uh, you know, went after me, so to speak, on Twitter and said, as a longtime Patriot fan, I feel he doesn't owe me a blanking thing. And then, of course, you know, Fast forward a few hours later, Brady then took to social media and then did thank the New England fans. So anyhow, so this time I'm like, I'm not going to get caught up with people 
it's just one of those it's just not worth it to me never mind my new year's resolution I, i'm just i'm not arguing with people on social media i try to facilitate conversation on social media but i'm just not arguing but that that's what i find a little odd maybe the events of last year finally like wait a minute what am i doing right they go through the motions again he had that you know it's kind of funny i it's 12 13 i said i wasn't going to talk about the brady retirement i'm talking about the brady retirement but it was it was very unbrady like when he was barking at jim gray <clears throat> just that was, that was a week ago where jim gray said now i gotta ask tom what, like what do you think and and jim gray who was basically a prop who's part of the brady pr machine you know getting the questions from the you know ask him the following questions on script and brady said listen jim if i knew what the blank i was doing i would blanking like wow okay 45 years old something you know went wrong there so what i find is just someone who has been and and known for game day planning preparation film really learns um the defense and on top of that you know you go back to last year it was almost like the divorce of giselle it was almost like it was a distraction like a minor distraction almost in a way other than he remember he left training camp for two weeks and then things just did not fully gel there was there was an episode on 60 minutes when he played in new england and they were doing a story on him and in the story uh the person in one particular part of the segment about tom brady on 60 minutes was the incredible level of communication he had with dion branch remember dion branch and to demonstrate it they went to the line he just like looked at dion branch and then dion branch ran a route and i i don't remember it verbatim but it was along the lines of they were so on the same wavelength that if Brady, Tom Brady would just look at Dion Branch, Branch knew exactly where to go. And obviously that was missing when they watched them this past year. I also recognize, and it's part of being in New England, that there's a lot of people that held out hope. All right, Mac Jones isn't playing well. Maybe now they bring him back. Yeah, I mean, it's it just doesn't seem to be the direction he's going. And obviously now it certainly doesn't seem. Now I don't know if he unretires for the day, Patriots sign him to a one-day contract, and then he retires as a Patriot. I, I that stuff, you know that that will all come. So, <clears throat> but my point in mentioning this is, you, you can't get past the fact that for someone you know making as just and sat you know upwards of like 25 million a year and tb12 and and he is really a product and he has signed a huge contract with fox fox sports fox network i believe they're gonna you know it's somewhere in the vicinity of like uh somewhere around 350 million was was the package his video on in on twitter excuse me this morning it just, it just seemed very, it seemed very like just spur of the moment, right? Like someone, I mean, we see different people. They, 
I woke up this morning and I just decided to go out, you know, once in a while, like a splurge. And I, I bought a new car or I said to the realtor, you know what? We'll take that beach house. Or I went and got a boat or I quit my job or whatever. But that's the way it sounded. And then, you know, obviously, as he started to go through it, he started to get a little emotional. And then, and I, I understand. I mean, the guy, it, it's got to get tiring after a while. And, and perhaps as he was looking at the landscape where maybe his agent is talking to San Francisco and they hear back that they're pretty high on their young quarterback. And, and that would be tough to take. I'm sure if you're Camp Brady, you're saying to San Francisco, we're offering you an opportunity to have Tom Brady as your quarterback. And San Francisco is saying, we think we're going to stick with the guy we have who was Brock Purdy. And if you're a 45-year-old Tom Brady, that must be, you know what, <clears throat> that is just about it. I remember when David Letterman finally decided to retire from CBS, Jay Leno left, and then Letterman saw that Jimmy Fallon came in, and then Jimmy Fallon started beating him. And, and, and according to David Letterman, he felt, oh, I get it. I kept Letterman, it was in his head, that if Leno left, he would start winning at late night. And then when Leno left, and he, oh, I get it. I'm just going to lose to the NBC. There's a, there's a cap of people that that are going to watch and let alone Jimmy Fallon's doing all these you know musical things and skits and blah 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 and Letterman said okay that now now I get it now I'm done so all right with that said I am going to actually talk about the Duxbury mother and it's it's called it's um I think it's positive by the way that people are discussing it it is something that is is so out of the ordinary, I repeat, I think it's, it would be a sad state of affairs if, if we ever get to a point where a mother brutally takes the life of her three children, and it's not news, it is the end of times. It is the end of times. So, but there's an awful lot of discussion because of something that I, I posted on social media. Now, again, I recognize not everyone's on there, but, uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to touch on it because there, there's parts of this that I, I find a little odd. But folks, this portion of the John DePietro show, as we, during the lunch hour, is uh, brought to you by Propane Plus. Call them today, Propane Plus, heating and cooling, 401 885 4209. 401 885 4209. It's Propane Plus in Massachusetts. Call them at 508-252-3359. Heating and cooling for all your propane needs. Propane, three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery online billing. You can schedule your service delivery at the click of a button. Every customer receives a free safety inspection on equipment. It's Propane Plus. And remember, just go to their website, very user-friendly, propaneplus.com. Type in your zip code, residential or commercial. You can depend on Propane Plus. 
and call them today. Remember, in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. Well, folks, good afternoon at 1220. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Now, if you do visit the website, we do have a story on what I really think is the larger element. Notice the <clears throat> Mount Pleasant situation with the assistant principal is has died down. But the larger point that I believe is this cartel violence that's going on in Rhode Island. Uh, but DePetro.com, brought to you by the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue, West Warwick. Remember, lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge. They're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. In regards to the young mother in Duxbury, Lindsay Glancy. Now, the reason why I posted on it <clears throat> last night is, I'm sorry, I'm seeing right now, 80 for Brady should be benched. This is a Boston Globe. The four lead actors of 80 for Brady, Lily Tomlin, there she is, Jane Fonda, there she is, Sally Field and Rita Morano have a combination of 12 Oscar nominations, five Oscars, four, 45 Emmy nods, 12 Emmy... 12 Emmys, two Grammys, three Tonys. <clears throat> and the producer of this film, the Brady in the title, has more wins than any quarterback in NFL history. <clears throat> I bring up this tally of achievements to prove a theory I've always believed. Who wrote this? Let me just see this. Odie Henderson. Only true talented geniuses can make something truly terrible. And make no mistake, 80 for Brady in theaters this Friday is dreadful. It's like watching a 98-minute Super Bowl commercial that breaks for five minutes of the actual game. Every so often, there's a cut to live footage of one of those call-in sports shows where two hosts ramble on incessantly while tickers run on the bottom of the screen. If you aren't a sports fan, the movie will be absolute hell for you. Don't be sucked in by the great actors. Uh, the person writing this now, I am a sports fan. And quite frankly, I could barely sit through this feature. I would have gotten the same result watching my fellow sports pals scream at Sports Center highlights on any given Sunday. Like that sports show footage in 80 for Brady, our ritual isn't exactly cinematic, but at least it's interactive, doesn't cost money, plus this beer. 80 for B Brady is based on a true story, and boy, this movie bends those words to the breaking point. It's inspired by, I didn't know this, North Attleboro over 80 for Brady Club. A group of senior women who met every Sunday to watch their beloved quarterback usher the Patriots to victory. They were not happy when, Tom, when he went to Tampa Bay, but remained loyal to him anyway. After watching this film, I wondered which one of the real over 80 for Brady crew broke into the Patriots control room at the Super Bowl to give Brady the pep talk that engineered his comeback against the Falcons. I also wondered which of the women had the edibles I won't get into it. Um, uh, blah, 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 blah. I, I'm being, uh, the, the script is just fan fiction about four older ladies who, who enter a sports show contest to win tickets to the Super Bowl. Uh, Louis, Lou Tomlin is a cancer survivor, stumbled upon the Patriots game when Brady became the team's starting quarterback, blah, blah, blah. She begins a road trip to the compound in Houston. Uh, the, the least awful subplot, oh my God, involves someone's family.
fantasies that feature Gronk. Oh my goodness. Brady magically appears every so often to give Lou, that's Lily Tomlin, advice. She practically prays to him. He's the film's producer, so I guess that's appropriate. What's not appropriate is spending harder in cash on this crass piece of commercialism. Not even John Toll, who won two Oscars, could make this movie look good. Stay home, watch the real Super Bowl instead. I mean, just the promos are brutal. All right, that's that's enough, I believe, on the Tom Brady thing. But I, I want to just visit, <clears throat> and on top of that, the big news, of course, is the FBI planned search of Biden's Delaware home. But I do want to touch on this situation regarding Lindsey Glancy. So the um, I, I, the, there's an incredible amount of sympathy. And the reason why I started talking about it and did the post is, and you can see it all, um, it's on the, it's on my Facebook page, John DePietro Show. And then <clears throat> there's a group that has now formed online. And, and listen, any group can form and so forth. And I, I obviously no problem with that, but it was just surprising to see a group forms to support the mother in Duxbury. And the name of the group is Lindsay's Army of Love. <clears throat> and... It is a group of people, we are here as moms, nurses, show our support and love for Lindsay Glancy. So, and they even have their own logo, L-A-O-L, Lindsay's Army of Love. And if you were to travel to the Facebook page, you would see that there's a tremendous number of comments. But what, what I want to remind people, before people start getting so far along you know i also i use all platforms and i did a video on this on tiktok and a woman po posted boy i really hope patrick lancy who someone got upset that i mentioned that they've raised one million on the gofundme <clears throat> I, i'm I, that's that's a fact i'm not judging one way or the other there were people always trying to shut down conversation but, so there's one million for Patrick Clancy. But the part that before people start getting ahead of themselves, like this woman posts on her TikTok, I hope he stays with her. I hope he stays with her. Let's, let's just go back one week. It was last Tuesday night. That woman in Duxbury, or as it's known as Luxbury, because it's a very affluent, beautiful seaside community on the South Shore of Massachusetts, brutally murdered three children under the age of five. Five-year-old little Cora, three-year-old little Dawson, and then at the time seven-month-old, Callan Clancy. Now, it, it is, it's disturbing to think that anyone could take the life of those three children. It's it's disturbing to think anyone would take the life of children within that age range. I also find it's it's very unrelatable and gruesome to think that their mother and the horror that was involved. And this was a 
<clears throat> there are details about it that I'm not even sharing because I'm still trying to be sensitive. It's too disturbing to even think about. It is. And, but the amount of like some of the questions asking me, have you ever given birth? All right. I mean, is that really a question? I don't understand people that come on that ask questions they already know the answer to. Listen, obviously I haven't. And so number one, I know I haven't. I don't know if that's breaking news. I haven't given birth. <clears throat> and no, I don't know what postpartum depression is. But let, let's just step back for a moment. This isn't someone that had a bad day. This isn't someone that the child almost drowned, you know, in the backyard pool in the bathtub. This isn't you're driving in the car and a young mother texting and then got into a small fender bender. She is facing three counts of murder. Now, granted, she's in very, very rough, from what I have learned, physical shape. There, there's, it's my understanding, you know, this, this stuff about jail, I, I'm not convinced that is ever going to happen because of the physical condition that she is in. But I just want to kind of, well, I, it, it is surprising. Um, and it's definitely down, I won't say it's even 100% gender. I, I recognize that, that women are trying to draw attention to it. You have to go with the facts of what we have. But I, I really believe that if people really knew, and I don't know if the details will ever come out, because we don't know her condition and just how badly she was hurt when she went out the window. But I don't, let, let me put it this way. This argument that the only way you can comment on something or judge it, or this whole business of, have you ever walked in their shoes? And that's the only way to look at it. I, I don't, if that were the case, there's a lot of different scenarios that people find themselves in. And obviously it's an unusual situation in that we, we have not been in that situation, right? So, and, and again, I'm not going to give <clears throat> a great analogy and I recognize that everyone understands it, but for instance, a defense for the Memphis police is not, you know, someone asking, have you ever been? A police officer in Memphis? The answer would be no. Do you know what it's like to be an officer of color in Memphis? The answer again would be no. Well, then you can't. No, no, that, that's, that's where I break off. So therefore, I can't judge those five officers that basically beat that guy to death. I disagree with that. I disagree with that. <clears throat> Do I know what it's like to live in Cohasset? No, I've never lived there. Do I know what it's like to have a spouse that commutes back and forth to Washington, D.C. each week? Again, no, I do not. Do I know what it's like to be facing federal prison on art forgery? Again, negative. No, I don't. Well, then, therefore, you can't judge Brian Walsh. Time out. I do know <clears throat> it is wrong that he murdered the wife and dismembered her. So this whole business of have you ever, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Somehow, 
And we don't we don't know all the facts with this Duxbury case. But th this wasn't somehow the adults in the picture, whoever they may be, failed those three children. This begins and ends with the three children. You know, I, it, it's accurate. I, I, we don't know what happened. Um, and, and therefore, these people, don't you feel bad for the mother? I, 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 I feel bad thinking of the terror that those three children went through. I feel bad for their outer circle. I, I don't know what to make of this story. But this business and don't you feel bad? Well, I, I don't know. Were they following everything they were supposed to? Somehow, either the system, the parents, the adults involved failed those three children because it resulted in what happened in Duxbury, Massachusetts last Tuesday night, South Shore. <clears throat> Whatever needs to be changed or done or spotlighted, something like that should should never happen again. And I recognize, you know, we live in a day and age, every time there's a mass shooting, people talk about, you know, let's make sure this never happens again. But this just goes, I don't know, the, the, you have to go back to, I think, Andrea Yates. That is the case that people talk about. The mother in Texas with the, the bathtub. And the reason why people mention that is because it was so horrific and so horrible. And but but you also have to look at people are questioning. This is someone in the healthcare field, and I'm talking about Lindsay Glancy. I'm not saying she should go to prison for the rest of her life. I'm not saying she's going to hell, but I just disagree with these people that say you can't have an opinion on it. No, we shouldn't be discussing it. The only thing you should mention is sympathy for her. I, we don't know enough about it. But we do know this is someone who works in the healthcare industry in an affluent community. She works or worked at one of the best hospitals, certainly in the Northeast, if not the entire country. You would think there would be resources available to someone in that situation. You're not talking about various other scenarios. A 17-year-old in a backwards town with you know no education and just lost in the middle of nowhere and no i mean you're talking about someone that had access to all the different resources that the boston medical community provide now it's very possible that that quote community whatever let her down it could be also be possible that her and her husband didn't follow the guidelines it's possible there's still a lot we that we don't know you know someone has hinted to me that they they did have help and the help left early and the takeout delivery was a little delayed i i, I don't know i do know that what happened in that house is so gruesome, I'll t I feel for the first responders. That's who I feel for. What they had to walk into is, is not something 
someone who is, quote, a first responder should have to walk into. However it landed there, whether it's the, the and I know people, you can't blame him. Well, we, we don't know. We don't know that. I'm not, I'm withholding judgment on that. You can't blame her. Wasn't a Martian. Wasn't, you know, it's not OJ. You know, now the hunt begins for the real killers. Uh, they brought, the DA brought three charges of murder against her. And I get it. It may not hold up. Someone was like, that doesn't mean it's a conviction. I don't know if we're ever even going to get to that. If her physical condition, what we've heard, is accurate, I, I, I don't know if there's, if that's going to happen. She's not in jail, though. Someone, she's in jail. She's not in jail. And no, she's not handcuffed. I was led to believe she's not even, she was having trouble breathing on her own. But I, I, um, what, what don't we, you know, this, I know, and, and what I find really interesting about the Duxbury case, there's, there's obviously some, it, it seemingly is touching a lot of people and a lot of women that there's more to this story that certainly needs to be highlighted and needs to be discussed and talked about. Again, I'm going to black out the incessant people that say no one should be discussing this. I mean, they do that for everything. That's the ostrich in the head in the, um, head in the sand. That That's a strong statement that 500 people have come forward. Lindsay's army of love. You don't see that all the time. You don't. I'm not going to get into, you know, some of the people posting questions like that. Um, that woman that said, you know, sent to me, have you ever given birth? Do you know what it's like to have postpartum? No, no, obviously I don't. Okay, but if 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 someone came back from war, someone came back from war and they had a heroin problem and then they, they went into their home and killed everyone, do, do we just start saying, well, you know, I, I don't, I've never been to war and I've never had a heroin problem, so I guess I can't weigh in on the... No, no, we would say, no, wait a minute. Hopefully there were some warning signs here that were missed. Because that should not happen. Have you ever given birth? Yeah, I gave birth. I'm a trans. I, I, let me just pull it up. I, 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 if, if somehow, now it's up to 536 members. We are here as moms and nurses to show our love and support for Lindsay and the Clancy family. Whether you worked with her or saw her in passing, she was one of us. She loved her children and was doing her best to take care of herself. We need to band together to show our open support for one of our own. I, 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 have to, I was surprised to see a group like this. I was surprised to see the number of people. I... I, I didn't think there was anything wrong with asking people that <laughs> maybe people didn't like I put, oh my God, they support the mother. They support the mother in Duxbury. And then you have these, Lindsay's army of love. The, 
Someone also didn't like, there's even a story, what is Lindsay's army of love? Pals of mom accused of killing three children, drum up support online. The, um, there was a story in the Boston Globe that said that the women that, by, by the way, also, all of this diagnosis that a lot of individuals are doing, I have not seen that confirmed. Now, she was obviously battling with something. There's no question about that. And she was also battling with uh, PPD, postpartum, dip, but, but when people start to use other certain terms, we have not heard that that, that is in a fact. That part we have not heard. But if you, if you read some of, and I have pointed out, the Boston Globe, so far to me, has had some very good stories about this, where it puts someone into such a state of delusion that they think what they're doing is out of love. And so I, I printed that. And someone said, I, I, how dare you print that? I said, you can't have it both ways. What do you make of this group? It was an act of love from a mother to her three children. That's how they describe the condition. I, I don't have, obviously, I don't have a background on this. And all this business of, do some research on this. Well, I, I, I don't know if you have to do research on how, again, I, I'm not saying some of the people that work with her. It, you have to just, we, we can go on what we have, which was the husband left to get takeout. By the way, I also want to address, I know these people, ever hear a grub hub, ever hear a dart? You, you also may not be familiar that in Duxbury, which is a very affluent community, a lot of the restaurants may not be involved with a program like that. So, again, there's a lot that people don't know. It has been described that she was involved with some form of intensive treatment. Now, it is our understanding she, she was doing it by Zoom. It is also... We have learned from people that someone in that state is told that you are, that she's never to be alone with the children. And I recognize some people say, well, that's ridiculous. She could have done it while he was sleeping, but she didn't do it when he was sleeping. That's ridiculous. She could have done that when he was taking a shower, but she didn't do it when he was taking a shower. She did it when he was not in the house. So you can come up with all these shit that she could, she... Let's deal with the facts that we have. Her actions, the gruesome actions with those three children was not done while he was sleeping, was not done while he was in the shower. That's ridiculous. Well, it's not. You could be organized in that way. <clears throat> We're going to have someone come into the house. Help arrives at nine o'clock. Okay. So-and-so is here. You know, whoever, sitter. Family member, whatever, good, you're here. <clears throat> Lindsay's upstairs on Zoom. I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to go run some errands. She's not alone in the house with the children. So, I mean, it's not that tough to figure out. But I I think, and this is also one of these cases, we, we may never fully get all the details because of, I like some of these people asking questions, like you think, because of HIPAA laws, there's a lot we're never going to know. I repeat, because of, <clears throat> people don't understand that, but they don't reveal everything. 
Some of the questions I get. Well, what is she telling police? You think I know that? <laughs> police aren't going to reveal that. Is she even talking? I heard she's not even, she was having trouble breathing on her own. What is she telling police? What is he saying? Why don't you talk to him? Oh, yeah. I'm sure he's really anxious to do uh, Yeah, that wouldn't be too insensitive. Listen, Patrick, I know you got a lot on your mind. I'd, I'd like to do a Facebook Live. Like, what is wrong with some of you? What is he saying? I, I don't know. I mean, I can't even imagine the state that he is in or what he's thinking or how one carries on with their life based on what happened. Both of their lives are obviously permanently changed. I think after something like this, you attempt to survive and it starts an hour by hour to day to day. This is beyond the norm. Maybe a case like this enacts changes. Maybe there were red flags that were missed. Perhaps this is an area that there should be more insurance coverage on. There should be more outreach. You know, think of what it took where someone finally said, you know, we should have a hotline called the Samaritans for people that are thinking of taking their own life. Boom, there you go. How about someone at some point said, I have an idea. Instead of you have to call the police department, what if everyone just called one number and that connected you? All right, let's come up. What should the number be? I don't know. How about 911? That'll be the new emergency. I mean, it has to start somewhere. At some point, one of the car makers said, I have an idea. I thought of it last night. And if we put like a belt in the car, these people won't go flying through the windshield. Someone said, you know, Harrison, that's a brilliant idea. We'll call it the seatbelt. I mean, it has to start somewhere. So maybe this case does do that. At some point, perhaps we will learn more details of what led up to that moment. That moment. But it is... I, and again, I, I have heard of many of the details. I, I don't feel comfortable sharing them. That's how gruesome they are. One of the problems with drunk driving, people that get pulled over for drunk driving, and again, I'm not going to say anything too breaking news here, but folks, again, good afternoon. What time is it? 12.47. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I know we have so many new listeners, thank you, from Massachusetts that have found the program we start at 11, we go until 2, right here. AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Go to the website, depetro.com. This portion of the program, I'm going to, um, no, let me just finish the point. Otherwise, I lose my um, train of thought, and then I, I don't get to it. Drunk driving. The, the, one, of, one of the problems with drunk driving, and I don't mean fatal. I just mean someone gets arrested for a DUI. Or whatever people want to call it. Driving under the influence, driving while drunk, whatever. But one of the problems is, is because so many people say, well, you know, I remember the night, blah, blah, blah. I went out with some friends after work. I didn't have anything to eat. My God, if I had gotten pulled, too many people, thank God, I don't know how I made it home that night. 
So when someone does get popped on a DUI, it is, it's a relatable crime. It is. Um, this is not a relatable crime. This is not a, not, not that, not that we know of, not that we know of, unless, you know, I mentioned in one of those Globe stories, there was a mother in this story, and I praise the Boston Globe, by the way, there was a mother down south that she was ready, set to poison herself and her children with poison and ice cream. And just as she was about to serve the ice cream, her pastor called to check in on her, heard she was having a tough time, kept her on the phone. When she hung up with him, the ice cream had melted and she abandoned the plan. So it is possible. It is pop. Maybe it is possible of, of, of women that are at a breaking point that say, you know, if so-and-so wasn't in the house, I'm ready to lose my mind. I mean, maybe that is something. Maybe it's something. And it's and and I, I will say this. I would imagine it's it's nothing that people want to talk about. I get, you know, the holidays can be a tough time because we see commercials with the families around this unbelievably incredible tr decorated tree. How about that? You know, the husband's giving the wife a brand new Lexus in the driveway and blah, blah, blah. And then everything's a hallmark and everyone's laughing. And, you know, there's always just the perfect amount of snow outside and the room is immaculate. And then you have people like, that's not my, you know, so it's not a hallmark card. The, the, the holidays can be difficult. And at the same time, when someone gives birth and has one or two, or maybe just one child, and everyone around them is like, oh, this is so amazing. This must be exciting and the new baby. And you know, the young mother's like, actually, I am at wit's end. I am exhausted and I don't have support and I don't feel good about myself. And it's, I haven't even taken a shower yet and blah, blah, blah. And, and it's so far, it's not what they think it was, you know, thought it was going to be the, the, uh, unrealistic expectations. So, so I'm not faulting that. And I, I could see where people don't want to come forward and say, I am amazed she went through with it because I came very close. You know, I came very close to do it. I mean, who's going to, no one's going to say that. So it sounds like possible this could be uh, a case that, that should be talked about. That should have a spotlight on it. But there's still so much about it that we don't know. But it, it could be one of those areas that, that it, it just isn't in the forefront yet, but then as a result of it, changes are made and more intro is introduced on that. Um, I, I was telling someone, I mean, those of you remember that the springtime years ago, I mean, I had, I have older siblings, so I was young, but if you were growing up in the 70s, the yeah, the, the spring was filled with young people getting killed in drunk driving accidents coming from proms and graduation parties. And it was, it was almost like a rite of passage. Oh, that's too bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, and then sudden, some, suddenly, some, well, this is wrong. Why are all we, why do we have all these people dying on the roads from drinking too much? Maybe we should have a designated driver. Maybe we should have blah, blah, blah. Maybe we should raise the drinking aid. I mean, the assortment of things. So maybe this is one of those areas that people don't want to talk about, don't feel comfortable talking about it, but it needs to be talked about.
And I, I just would like to remind people, it can be done, hopefully, in a civil manner. I know nothing is going to be done if it's a dope. No one should be. I, I like that. No one should be talking about this. <laughs> Take that off your page. There should be no discussion on this. Talk about adding a stigma. But there's, there's a, a lot of actions out there. A lot of people that commit crime are not in their right mind. I just have to, I think you've got to wonder, like, how far are we going to go with this? And again, I'm not saying that, but there's, there's, there's a lot of crime that is committed because people are high on drugs, because they're drunk, because they don't take their medication, because of blah, blah, blah. And I'm not, I'm not, this is an extreme case without question. It's so gruesome. You don't like to think about it. I agree. I don't. It's a week later. I'm still, it's, it's hard to process because it's so unrelatable. It just, it's like, what? There are people that take their own life. There are people that leave, that do whatever. But this, in such a gruesome manner, and it's even more gruesome than people realize, it, it, what, let me just come back to this. If that is the case, if someone was capable of doing that, then it was clearly, clearly a mistake that that person was in an opportunity to do that. That needs to be corrected for whatever reason. I did speak to someone in this field. People say she should have been committed. Not everyone likes to be committed. Some people, she should have been locked in a hospital. Not everyone says that. Some people say, no, they, they can get better if the home. Someone in this field told me, actually, that can make it worse because then they're away from their family and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it, it, some people it, it have such a breakdown that, that they, they can't be around, that, that it's a very long path to get back for whatever reason. So it's not an automatic, you know, the state doesn't commit someone. It's my understanding now. The person, the family, the spouse, they have to. So all these, you don't know that. You don't know that there was not a doctor saying, I, I beg you to commit this person. I'll tell you what you, you don't want to happen in the Duxbury case with Lindsay Glantz. You don't, you don't want, hear me out. What time is it? 12.55. What you don't want is a young woman who's sitting with a doctor, psychologist, psychiatrist, health physician, whoever, who has these thoughts but doesn't verbalize them for fear that they'll take their children away. That's what you don't want. When, when someone is seeking this form of health it has to be when the doctor is with them or whoever it is that's treating them when they say you know how are you doing how are you feeling how did you sleep last night what are your thoughts whatever the process is what do you think when you see little Cora what do you think what do you feel when it, it it's got to be the real deal and so maybe maybe that plays into it maybe that plays into it because then that the underlying fear is if the person really says what they think, they will commit them or they will stop them from seeing their um, children.
So, so that that should not happen, and there shouldn't shouldn't be a stigma on something like that. You know, if someone goes to the hospital and they're having just again bad analogy, but they're having very serious, you know, trouble breathing, pain, but they're afraid. You know, I was afraid that we're gonna. I, I've heard that from people. I I know of a friend of mine that said his father was just he he didn't like doctors. He was kind of fearful of doctors. So every time I went to the doctor, it's not funny. Oh, no, I feel fine. I mean, they're like passing out. I mean, what do you think happened? The guy had a massive heart attack. Of course there were red flags. But when he was with the doctor, the doctor is not a mind reader. Huh? Really? You're fine? Oh, I feel great. As he's like in pain. Couldn't sleep. Aching. Can't breathe properly. No, I not a problem in the, in the least. All right, folks, this portion of the program, now that I've down, drowned, uh, excuse me, brought everyone down, one of the things that you can plan on is long-term care coverage. What is that? Long-term care coverage for yourself, for your spouse, maybe one of a family member, parents, long-term care coverage. A lot of people, as they get older or as their parents get older, suddenly find, wait a minute, I thought my you know, mother was covered if she had to go somewhere for dementia. If my grandfather had to go into the hot, whatever, long-term care coverage. I'll tell you someone who can walk you through it is our guy, Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial. Call right now, free consultation, 401-434-1510. 401-434-1510. Office is located at 400 Massoid Avenue in East Providence, Folks, you don't have to do it alone. Don't guess. Don't ask, you know, the guy that sits next to you at work or girl or just a friend. Should I make this major purchase planning, education planning, anything financial? I am offering you on this Wednesday, February 1st, a free consultation. Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial, 401 434-1510. He is solid. Office is located 400 Massoyed Avenue in East Providence. Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial. Now, folks, next hour, I am going to touch on some of the news of the day. Again, good afternoon, everybody. By the way, everybody on Facebook, Cranston PD Live, episode 13, comes your way tomorrow night, 8 to 10. We're going to do it before. It's going to be too cold on Friday and Saturday. But right now, it's 12.59. No, next hour is radio only. So you can listen at AM 1380, 99.9 FM, or you can listen at my website, dipetro.com. Just click listen live. Um, We will get the big news of the day around here, really the country, but certainly around here, is that Tom Brady has officially announced his retirement. I'll play some sound on that. And then some of, we also still have more news on some of the local homicides. I know there was a situation in Pawtucket and a lot more. Next hour is radio only. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. Also, the FBI, they're searching Biden's beach house for the documents. Much more ahead. The Power Hour is next.